0: Welcome to the Digestible Dynamics Podcast, a podcast for the innovators, from the experts. We know that you're busier than ever, and the last thing you need as a business applications innovator is a lengthy, drawn-out podcast where you walk away with the possibility of learning something new. Well, that's how the Digestible Dynamics Podcast is different. Each episode will contain one digestible tidbit about Dynamics 365 that you can immediately apply to your business. With the combined experience of three decades in the business application space, Dr. KJ and I understand that the power of technology is not about the features and functions, but rather the value it can bring to your business to help you transform and drive growth. That's why we'll focus on the most useful things that you need to know about the Dynamics 365 platform. Welcome, everyone, to a special edition episode of the Digestible Dynamics Podcast. As you all know, we typically release every Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, but this is a little different. It's a
1: special episode because of a recent tech event at Microsoft. Great point, Kevin. Microsoft is heavily, heavily investing in the Power Platform as a whole. If you need a reference or an introduction into the Power Platform, check out our episode on Season 1, Episode 6, with Brian Schaefer. Today, our guest, Brian Cowie is going to talk about key highlights from Microsoft Build, what it is, why it's valuable to you as a listener, and who should attend in the future. And not to spoil it, but Brian is also going to share some really cool information and features that the Power Platform users can look forward to.
0: Absolutely. How could I forget that? It must be one of those days. But let me go ahead and introduce Brian Cowie. Brian Cowie is a principal technical specialist at Microsoft who has been working with Microsoft Technologies for nearly 20 years. With deep expertise across one Microsoft cloud, including various roles with implementation, consulting, sales engineering, and management, he utilizes applications throughout the Microsoft 365 and Dynamics 365 platforms to identify how the Microsoft toolset can help achieve customer goals. By leveraging his background in user experience, security, system architecture, Architecture and integration strategies, he works to map organizational outcomes to business value, leveraging Microsoft business applications, focusing on Dynamics 365 and the Power Platform.
1: Hey, Brian, thanks for joining the Digestible Dynamics podcast with uh, myself and Kevin. Definitely looking forward to having this episode with you. And we want to talk about Microsoft Build. So if you can just start us off, let us know what Microsoft Build is.
2: Yeah, Microsoft Build has traditionally been, I'd say, Microsoft's premier developer conference. Obviously, throughout the pandemic, things have shifted and changed, which has actually been great from an accessibility standpoint across all of the products inside of the Microsoft stack, if you will. So I always personally look forward to Build to to really start to understand where the developer mindset is going Now, especially inside the dynamics area, which is really lowering that bar of entry for getting people to get more work done, in seeing how things inside the Power Platform are really starting to evolve, both from how business users can leverage it, but also even more so, how developers can tap into that really huge scale that Microsoft can bring to bear.
0: Love it. Thanks for that breakdown, Brian. So, when we think about Microsoft Build, in the future, who should be attending a conference or a situation like? Microsoft Build.
2: Yeah, Build, once again, it's been primarily a developer conference. However, we've really been able to expand the use cases, right? And and really the audience that should or would have traditionally looked at attending Build, at least in the past. So now I see anybody who's really a fan or a user of any of our platforms, be them, things inside of Microsoft Azure, right? If you're a Visual Studio kind of a guy, If you're leveraging Dynamics, right, and the Power Platform in understanding what new and important things are even starting to build, not just inside of those platforms, but how, I think, even this last one, how there was a really good joint session between Jeff Teeper and Charles LaMana in how our collaborative application story is coming together across both our Microsoft 365 and Dynamics 365 portfolio. So that's my long answer, but my short answer is, anybody who's interested in Microsoft technology.
1: Well, awesome. So next time I'm going to bring my daughter um, because I want her to learn a little bit of coding, a little bit of development. Um, that way, as she goes into college, she has some type of foundation in technology. But no, that's, that's really awesome. We really want everybody to, to join and understand and, and learn the Microsoft ecosystem, but also um, look at our integrations and in what we're doing across you know, not only our platform, but those third parties as well. So super awesome. But give me a couple things, Brian. Give me some key takeaways that you took away from Build this year.
2: Yeah. So when we look at the Power Platform and really for, for any of the listeners, if you look up the Build Book of News like that's really going to be your go-to area for everything that was announced through uh, the actual build conference this year. But there's four specific areas inside of Power Platform that were really, really good and have either enhanced features or kind of new entries into the platform itself. The first one is kind of a rebranding of some stuff that we've had, at least beforehand. If you're familiar with Power Apps Portals, and we've been leveraging those from way back in the day through ADX Studios uh, to extend Dynamics, right from a portal sort of perspective. We've now really brought that to a first-party service uh, to join the likes of Power Apps and Automate, where it's now called Power Pages. Now, Power Pages built on that same trusted platform that our portals have been all built on top of Dataverse itself, but we're bringing together a new centralized maker interface with four specific workspaces for any author to be able to get stuff done for pages, for corporate design and styling, for data manipulation, and for setup and site configuration. So Power Pages is really the first kind of marquee thing that came out, out of the Power Platform. The next one, Kenneth, will actually fit really good for your daughter uh, in getting started is a new feature inside of Power Apps called Express Design. So we've always heard of individuals saying, you know, yeah, I've kind of written this on uh, you know on the back of a napkin, right? or on the on the piece of a paper. Now, can you please implement this for me? or you know we've we've come up with this idea in the back end, you know as this chicken scratch, if you will, on this piece of paper. With express design, you can literally then take a photo of that scratch and actually turn that into an application extremely quickly. Now, if you're also a professional UX designer and you leverage figma, You can also import your designs from Figma directly into Power Apps. And it's not just a first-time import, but it's also ongoing. So you can do, like, scratch for screen one, another scratch for screen two, and it'll try to match up even with Dataverse content as it kind of comes through. So Express Design is a really cool feature that's only expanding on all the AI capabilities that we have inside of, right, the Azure Cloud The next one is all of the enhancements or the technology preview on Power Virtual Agents. I know we're going to talk about that in a a different episode, but at the end of the day, we're we're bringing together a unified canvas of the Azure Bot Framework and our low-code Power Virtual Agents together and enhancing even more with things like Power FX and adaptive cards and speech support. So look for a whole lot more information there on PVA. And then the last one is really cloud-scale automation. Now, Microsoft being very unique in the market from a robotic process automation perspective. Not only do we have that as an individual service, but we also provide all the hosting and infrastructure support so we can actually help you from cradle to grave on having us actually host and and hyperscale your automations if it's either from a connected cloud service that you can use with CloudFlows or unattended RPA with Power Automate Desktop. So Power Pages, Express Design, Power Virtual Agents Technology Preview and Cloud Scale Automation are the four big things that came out of build for the Power Platform and Dynamics. So Brian, when we think about all the
0: marquee things that you mentioned, from a low-code, no-code perspective with the Power Platform, is it really just, at the end of the day, ensuring that anybody who wants to extend or better leverage the Power Platform has the capacity to?
2: Yeah, it's really extending that reach, right? So no longer for like RPA and automation. No longer do you need to be the co- the the sole owner of all of these VMs and and the automation, right? You have the ability to bring that in one place. You don't actually need to understand how to even leverage Power FX for Power Apps to get started with an application based off of what you're thinking, right? From pen to system literally leveraging AI. And then, you know, from a conversational bot perspective, just enhancing that reach uh, that we have the ability to, to do. So the, the big themes for me were accessibility uh, when it came down from a, from a build perspective in regards to Power Platform.
1: I want to go back. You said that I can really, like, do my chicken scratch on a piece of paper. Yeah. I can take a picture of it. I could upload it. I could now put data to it. And make it an active application, and this can all happen within like five minutes.
2: Oh, less than that, even right? It it depends on how long it's taking you to draw. But I mean, literally, you can then take your ideas for this is how I want my form to be, right, on top of my business data, and it will create those screens with those text fields and labels and buttons and all that kind of stuff, or if once again as a ux designer if i've already gone to wireframing expertise inside of figma i'm literally going to be able to just port that directly over inside of power apps so wow that's where your roi really starts coming to bear
1: it almost makes you feel like you're an architect for real <laughs> instead yeah. of you know yeah. you're just instead of just being conceptual now you're you're putting it into action and that is an amazing feeling is there anything else that you want to harp on that you think that maybe we've missed in this conversation that you want the audience to know about Microsoft Build or, you know, some of the uh, technologies that were released during Build?
2: Yeah, I mean, so at the end of the day, like what we even just talked about was a small piece, right, of the wedge that is the power platform inside of Build itself. We had announcements across Azure, across just Microsoft Learn in the development community, you know, new things coming in with Microsoft Loop with. Microsoft 365 and even things with Windows and Edge, all of that can be found throughout that build book of news. Uh, but really, at the end of the day, right? Build is for accessibility, getting more people accessible to what Microsoft is doing, both from a developer and non-developer lens, right? We talked when we talked about Pages, Express Design, Virtual Agents, and even hypo, you know Cloud Scale Automation. We didn't talk about Visual Studio and writing curly brackets at all, right? And you would not have seen that even five years ago at a build conference. So we're really trying to make everybody or allow everybody to be a developer instead of just focusing on people that are writing true code.
1: Yeah, you talked about one thing. You kind of mentioned it there. Uh, Microsoft Loop. It's you know a brand new application that's coming out later on this fall, and I I thought it's a I think it's a really cool collaboration tool where you can. You know, be live like so. Me and Brian, we can be on the web in two different places, but collaborating on a document, a spreadsheet, and just making sure doing this all in real time. I think that is an amazing type of technology that's going to enhance our collaboration skills with our with our teams, with customers, uh, with anybody involved in a project. So, and it's built for those those folks that have. You know, think about those agile teams, those four to twenty person teams that really need to harp harp down and hamper down, I I should say, and um, you know, figure out a problem in real time. That's that's going yeah. to be an amazing application, I think. Yep. Yeah. So Brian, I really want to thank you. Um, me and Kevin, we want to thank you for jumping on, talking about build just real quick and and giving us some nuggets. Um, but we're gonna go ahead and close it out. We appreciate you again. We want to see you on it in the future and we will go from there. That's it. All right. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to Digestible Dynamics Podcast, a show for you, the innovators, with content directly from the experts. While we only cover one tidbit of Dynamics 365 per episode, if you want to learn more, head over to our LinkedIn page by searching for Digestible Dynamics on LinkedIn so that we can guide you to the right resource to help you maximize your Dynamics 365 experience. If you have any other questions, email your host, KJKG, at digestibledynamics at Microsoft.com. Until next time, folks.